John here. If you guys have a traveling disaster that you want to be featured on next episode of the How To Hobby podcast and or your nutritional hacks that have helped you to travel better, please reach out to us at our Gmail account, howtohobbypodcast at gmail.com or reach out to us directly at our website. That's howtohobbypodcast.com. Hello and welcome to the How To Hobby Podcast. I'm your host, John Power, joined once again by the master of disaster himself, Sean Bennett. And he is here tonight to fill your ear holes with just unbelievable sounds tonight. He has a new setup he wants to share with us. And we're going to be walking you through some amazing things as we go on to the show. We're going to break down air traveling for you tonight. As it's it's getting close to that time where we're going to be getting on planes once again to go see family and friends for the holidays. So we're going to give you our take on something that's a little difficult to manage today. But we're going to set you up for success like we always do. Sean, how are you doing tonight? I'm, I'm doing really good. Um, you're right. I do have a new setup. Uh, I can't wait to, to talk about it. I'm feeling good finally. Thank the Lord. The weather has cooled down in San Diego. We are just not set oh. up for this kind of weather. It was heat. Uh, above 102 as the high for like four or five straight days, um, which I know anybody out who lives maybe in the Midwest or in Texas doesn't sound like a lot. But for San Diego with and the house I have, we're not in air conditioning and I'm on the second story. Um, it's brutal. It was so hot. I was dying. The low one week ago was 82 degrees at night um, as the low, which is it's higher than our normal highs during the day for most of the year. So oh, man. I'm, I'm so glad it cooled down. The humidity is gone. We actually got rain for a couple of days. It's perfect. It's been a, it's been a weird one. But uh, yeah, wow. of course, San Diego flooded like normal. But oh, it yeah, because <laughs> we're yeah. all in one big valley. Uh, yeah, I'm it's sloping I'm, towards the ocean. You'll all fall in it one day. Yep, exactly. It's just gonna break off. We're all gonna sink into it. It's, it's. Well, it was brutal, but we're we're better. I'm good. Um, I'm feeling better. I I switched up my room, and I'm I'm ready to tackle the world. That's amazing, man. So so yeah, let the clue the listeners in and myself. What what have you done over this little little week here? Uh, we we put out a live Q and A episode last week. Took a little week off for the start of the NFL season. So that was exciting. Get, get, you know, got to have a little break every once in a while. Right. Sean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Got to have a break. <laughs> got to, got to fit the time. And for me, it worked out. Um, so my room was set up because I moved out of where I currently live uh, about three years ago into a, a room that was twice the size. And so I bought big furniture, big desk, big side tables, big everything. Then I had to move back into where I'm currently at into my room is nine by 10 feet. Oh, um, as I found out, my old room before that was 10 by 20. So it was a huge, oh. yeah, down to a nice small one. And I had packed everything I could into my room so that basically there was zero usable space. I could only use mm. half my desk. I had maybe like four square feet of carpet that I could use. And that's usually when the dog's here. She sleeps on that. Like it was just, I would walk into my room and I would feel cramped. Like I, I wasn't claustrophobic. Yeah, I wasn't feeling creative. I wasn't feeling energetic. It was just, I opened my door, my bedroom door, and I'm like, oh my God, I have to go in here again. And so 
I was like, no, it's it's time for a change. So <laughs> being the classic nerd that I am, John, I three I 3D <laughs> modeled my whole room. Oh, yes. <laughs> Side tables, bed, dresser, everything, the room itself, my closet. And I actually 3D modeled everything into one big assembly and Wonderful. played around with different configurations. Oh, my goodness. I love of it. My room before actually moving anything. The because engineer's I, take. Dude, I'm telling you, it was so funny building this model. That sounds um, great. It works so well. I actually, there was some downsides to it. Uh, for example, one downside, I was able to show that the configuration I wanted, it worked. Space worked, everything worked. And so I moved my bed. I left everything where it was and I moved my bed and I found out that I was my head was going to be sleeping underneath my window fan and it was ah. too loud at night. It was just too ah, loud for yeah. me to sleep. You can't, you can't have the the noise, too much noise. You can have too a little bit noise. of noise. Yeah, so I ended up having to, to flip-flop everything, put my head against the other wall, but I remodeled it all and it worked and then for about five full days, I got new side tables. Uh, I reoriented my whole room. I cleaned everything. I rebuilt my desk. So my desk used to be on wall mounts that were hinged so I could fold the desk flat. I actually went to Home Depot, picked up like 16 feet of two by fours and cut it up into four legs, supported them with some one by one, put a big two by four along the back so I could put my uh, monitor risers clipped onto the desk oh yeah rebuilt my whole desk like i got led strip lights to go so it feels like kind of a gaming desk now which is kind of what i intended um, oh and yeah now now i walk into my room and i feel like i want to be in there i want to feel creative i want to be in our it's it is crazy how quickly just reorienting some stuff will change how you feel about something so about the space man you dude, gotta I'm gotta feel efficient you. yeah efficient the most space now i have more floor space um i can have the dog here and i don't have to step on top of her to get around i don't have to crawl across the bed to make the bed uh it's just it's all around better so for anybody out there who's looking at a space and you're like no this this just isn't it try and reorient it i tell you i all i did was get rid of side tables and buy new ones everything else is the exact same and it feels so much better oh dude that's great man well congratulations on the the efficiency of space now and and that you you look good you're you're feeling good it looks like the uh self-imposed uh hiatus from from the the working man's life is doing you some real good <laughs> it you is get, you're getting into uh, into the gaming world, which I'm so excited. And we'll definitely have to dive into that as we continue down that path. I mean, you already know I'm ready to nerd out <laughs> on some game. We're going to do like a full-blown gaming podcast night, and we're just going to game and record. And I bet you it'll, it's going to be hilarious. We'll, we'll oh, see. We'll have to so come up fun. with a... We'll watch my computer completely crash because as I've discovered, it's not quite a gaming computer. So I'm, I'm having to make it work. I have a, a fan on my desk that I have to tilt up to point to the bottom of my computer to try oh. and keep it cool enough while I'm trying to play Assassin's Creed. It's hysterical, <laughs> but yes. Uh, okay, I am... well, you, once you get the new gaming rig, yes. we'll, we'll, do, I'm, we'll, we'll run the podcast through the, through the new computer. Right yes. now, we can't do it, but that's okay. So I do want to give you uh, listeners and you, Sean, a little update on the, the summer bike challenge. Go for uh, it. Whether you know or don't know, I've been I've been doing this uh, biking challenge uh, for the last six weeks. And six weeks ago, I decided, you know what? I'm going to be consistent with my mileage and I'm going to do 100 miles a week. 
So I am on week six uh, and I've done 600 miles. So I'm super excited. Uh, just finished the every Sunday marks the end of a week. So now I'm into this week seven. Okay. And because, uh, well, I'm going to be traveling this weekend. I don't know if I'm going to be able to hit the 700 miles, but 600, Sean, I feel pretty good on, on getting that far. I didn't know it was going to be possible. It's actually harder to do the end of last week. I actually got done on Saturday. I, got, I knocked out all a hundred miles on Saturday. Stop of last it. Week. Yeah. No. <laughs> so I had, I took Sunday off and you know what? I felt tired. Like yeah. I genuinely, my legs were, because I don't just, I also work out on top of the mm-hmm. riding. Like I don't, I don't not go to the gym anymore. I actually am going to the gym. I work out my legs and I still ride and you know, you can't skip leg day, Sean. It's got, it's, it's a necessity, man. I'm not going to be the guy with little tiny chicken legs anymore. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I was a little bit tired, but man, it feels good to accomplish 600 in, in six weeks. That's, that's the most I've ever done. I think, well, maybe not because I did write, used to ride a hundred a week to our old company, uh, just because it was 20 miles from where, where our house was. <laughs> so I was doing 20 miles a day, uh, which was also pretty crazy, but, uh, anyway, so this is, this is cool. Yeah. It, it's, it's a huge push from you, especially with the move. Like if you were still in San Diego and you were doing the ride to and from work, I feel like doing a hundred would be easier than what you're doing now, where you're having to push yourself beyond just the necessity of getting to and from somewhere. You're having to do extra riding on top of your normal daily commute and doing it intentionally. So it's, it's, I think it's gotta be even harder not physically, but just mentally to get yourself in the right mindset to say, I don't have any reason to ride other than to ride. That's right. That that right there can sometimes be so much harder. Well, and, and the other reason why I did this now is because I wanted to push myself to ride in Phoenix heat. It's been, I mean, the average temperature has been over the last five weeks has been over a hundred. I mean, it's, it's between 102 and 110 degrees throughout that span. And I'll have to check and see what the actual average is. I can see that on our uh, electricity bill that tell you. Mm, okay. Um, so I'll have to break that down and see what the data shows. But yeah, I mean, I had a couple of 110 uh, Fahrenheit days. I, I think I did maybe three of those over the five week period where I was, I was riding in, you know, in that heat and you feel it. So yeah, yeah it's uh it was good. Good to push myself. And, but now Sean, Fall is, is is coming coming to, and we are starting out with a new season of football. We just opened up week one, finished it out. Oh man, I'm excited! I, it's something that just brings me joy. I I don't know. I think you know what it is. It's it's the opening and closing of something. It's like you don't have it all the time. Yep, and that's fine because when it comes back, you're that much more excited about it wholehearted wholeheartedly agree like the the wait between super bowl and the first game of the season it's just brutal like it just <laughs> you're just waiting you're watching the 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 trades the drafts you're watching everything and then it kicks off and then the the time from kickoff the first game to super bowl 
definitely feels like 10 it moves 10 times faster than the rest of the year when there's when you're off season it sucks but yeah this is my favorite time of the year for when football kicks back in not just because of football but because of what this this time of the year brings with oh, the football yes. mentality and the everyone camaraderie and let's go to games together and let's, you know, sit and eat dip. Like I just, I love this season. <laughs> let's make wings. I made wings on Sunday. Actually, that's the first time I've ever made wings. Like normally my mom makes the wings yeah. or, or some uh, family member makes the wings, but you know what? This time I was like, well, we're, we're alone out here in Arizona. So I got to make the wings. So I, I got some chicken wings and and made them made the sauce from scratch i just used red hot and, and okay. kind of made a little um concoction like a garlic sauce it was it had some garlic salt and pepper and then just the sauce now but it was good man definitely the, the uh definitely uh, you kitchen. can't i found uh, this out you actually cannot really line the season a off, baking I'm, sheet I'm with parchment TV paper once again in the broiler uh, i've got some it, uh, it's it burns or four interesting completely incinerates. So just so, just so okay. you know, so this is something I've, I've been doing. And this just make adds mistakes. to the whole flair and, uh, of the season. So anyway, I won week one. A little bit more of a crisp. I won week to one, the, uh, to the wings, which I'm super was, excited about. Uh, it's always good to get off to a good was, start. Uh, a Wholeheartedly and agree. Let me tell you about this game. We're gonna do a little review here because I'm gonna I'm gonna walk you listeners through what I'm going through, whether you want to hear it or not, because this is the world of fantasy right now. The game that happened, Sean, go back and watch the Chicago versus San Francisco game from this last weekend. Okay. It was the downpour of the century. I mean, we're talking the field by the end of the game was so washed out. Like it was legitimately flooded. The, the, the there was it was standing water on the Ooh. field itself. Good lord. And they had to put the little virtual numbers. On on the telecast, they had to put the virtual <laughs> numbers to show where the lines were because the paint was gone. It was like rinsed away. Oh, God. I yeah. did not catch so, any of this game. So Cole Komet, who's my tight end, got a big fat zero. Okay. David Montgomery, who is my running back two, got a total of, I think it was six points or or eight points, something, something not, not that great. But uh, you know who kept me in the game? DeAndre Swift with 26 and Cooper Ooh. Cup with 26 on the week. Good we old got Cooper it done. Cup. 115 took out the opposition Two Arizona team. Me and my Arizona buddy going, going at it. He moved away first. And now I came, came out here to take him <laughs> down once again. So that's, 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 that's it. Awesome. Yuma, Yuma Mudcats going down. <laughs> Ooh, get him, get him. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Yeah, I did not catch any of that game. But if you just do a quick Google search for anyone out there who didn't see it, Chicago versus San Fran, there's just articles on it was just flooding and it just washed out whole field. It looks intense. So, well, uh, don't don't let me just tell you this. Don't panic, listeners. If you have Cole Komet or David Montgomery, I mean, or anybody in that game. Just don't panic because I couldn't play. The ball was was actually oozing water itself. I don't think <laughs> nobody could actually touch the ball because it would just slip right out the hand. I mean, it was like a slip and slide out mm -hmm. of the out of the glove hands. So, anyway, that hopefully that doesn't happen again, Sean. Um, and and it won't happen here because Arizona has a dome, and we're not very good. Once again, we got absolutely trounced <laughs> by Patrick Mahomes. The the flinging 
fiend out of hell or something. Man, this mm-hmm. guy, it was 40 to 22. I think it was 42 to 22. And Mahomes, you've seen him play, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I went. I saw him last year. We, we actually went to Kansas City and watched them play Green Bay. Um, and uh, Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing that game. He was out. Oh. Uh, but but we did watch Mahomes absolutely kick ass. So um, he is fantastic to see in person. We're actually going to see him again this year because we're going to Ohio in December to see them play. I can't remember seeing Kansas City play or seeing no, they might be playing Green Bay. I can't remember. Maybe we can actually see Rogers playing, but I'm excited. Well, let me just tell you the stats on what Mahomes did to us. It was 44-21, not 42-22. And Patrick Mahomes was 30 for 39, 360 yards for five TDs. He gave everybody a TD. Good lord. Every single one of his his uh receiving clan had like a touchdown. He was just passing them out like like it was candy. And I mean, good. I think, okay, I'm pretty sure they had, so 30 for 39, he had 30 completions. I think they had six. No, they, they had six. Um, I believe the stat was six uh, times at, at possessions, excuse me. Okay. And they got six first downs. <laughs> <laughs> or or every every single one was a was like ended up being a leading Good to a Lord. touchdown or something. Oh man, I just butchered it. I need to I need to I need to get get on my uh my statistics. Get we ready gotta... for the season. <laughs> what am I doing? Got, it's 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 week one. We're rusty. We're still trying to get back into this. I need to get back uh, into it. I can't do this on the fly, Sean. I gotta. I know. I know. I gotta, re- gotta... I gotta rehearse this before we get going. We gotta do stat reviews. We gotta oh, get man. set up. This is embarrassing. Now forget <laughs> I I just said anything, <laughs> listeners. I don't even know what I'm saying. But I will tell you, Sean, fall is coming to. I'm so excited, and and one of my favorite things about the fall. I don't think you're you're not really a big Trader Joe's product shopper, are you? Not really. I really like their hash browns and some of the other stuff, but generally I'm more of an Albertson Smart and Final kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let me tell you, Trader Joe's during the fall is a magical time, man. You come in, they got the cinnamon broom smelling. They've got the <laughs> the pumpkin candles. They've got the pumpkins all out, ready for you to pick and 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 throw in the oven and roast. They've got all the various kinds of gourds out to your, to your heart's content. And then the chips, Sean, I mean, the chips. Oh yeah. They have fall. So they have the, we just picked up a bunch. They've got the fall leaves, which are one of my favorite. The fall leaves are like, they, they do like red beets, sweet potato, pumpkin, and they're all three of that style of chips cut into fall leaf shapes oh oh it's very cute sean it's good okay, for the kids okay I you gotta, gotta you gotta check it out go in there you're gonna love it and then this year they're implementing a pump a new pumpkin chip which i have to say with the chips with the chunky salsa it is a an absolute win oh my goodness the sweet and the savory just it's a, it, it's a light sweetness it's a light sweetness but i just couldn't help but eat a i mean i i don't eat a bag of chips usually and I didn't this time either, but it was close. I mean, it was like maybe a quarter of a bag. And that's that's a decent amount of chips. That's a that's a decent amount. I just did a quick <laughs> Google search. I have not seen these before, but they look absolutely adorable. That oh, they're, yeah. they're oh. actually a leaf shape. That is really, really cool. I, I don't I don't steer you listeners wrong. If you haven't been to Trader Joe's during the fall, get out there, 
And Sean, let me tell you that it doesn't end there. They've got fall beverage. So the oat oat milk is a thing now. Yep. Oat milk is a thing. And and this year they're doing a pumpkin oat milk. And this is for all you latte lovers out there. Maybe you want a little BRCC, Black Rifle Coffee Company, uh, pumpkin-inspired flavor. You throw a little bit of this into, on top of your black. Did they, I don't know. Do they do like a pumpkin-style coffee? No, no, they don't do any... Uh... Like any flavor any flavor it's okay, just well, a different still. different roast but yeah you can pop it you can in definitely there. pop it in there do some some flavoring i did see a video i have to try it it was how to make your own pumpkin spice latte at home like starbucks makes so he uses pumpkin vanilla and then uh heavy whipping cream maybe i can't Not remember what it was and uh yeah and it it looks really good and they say you know you can do it and it's a lot cheaper than if you go to starbucks but well starbucks has gone up in price like by 30 percent. i every time i do the numbers i'm like what this is crazy my standard coffee is four (laughs) dollars i didn't even get anything else in it yeah it's just it's just straight up black coffee and it's still yeah crazy expensive yeah i i don't get it I, we're not done though, Sean. We've got more products here. I want to walk you through. I've already yeah. talked about this one in the past. No, no, <laughs> you can't believe it. There are more. We have this one's new for this year. It's called the pumpkin chipotle roasting sauce. What? Now, let me tell you about that. I'm excited about this one. I want to throw this because one of my big things is I like sheet pan roasting. It's yep. a game yep. changer. Oh, it's throw, so easy to do. It's so easy to do. And you know, I got it from Melissa Clark. But you take the bone-in chicken thigh is what you really need. You need the thigh because it gets all juicy. And it really just, it takes the heat so well. You can roast it at 425 and just, or throw it in the the slow cooker. And it Mm -hmm. just, it's so sumptuous by the end. But I am going to, I'm going to throw this stuff on top of it and throw it in the oven. 425, 20 20 to 20 minutes. And then I'm going to throw a little bit more on. Do like a dual layer. And uh, anyway, I'm excited for that one. I'll have to do a review. And then my old favorite, my old standby, which I talked about this one last fall on the podcast. Go back, take a listen. But the Autumnal Harvest is back, Sean. It's a soup mix. And this is the, if you guys want to have people over and get them excited, like Sean, or maybe you have another buddy that you're excited. Maybe you have a girlfriend you want to impress. Get the slow cooker out. Before you go to work, drop in your chicken and then throw on top this autumnal harvest pre it's it's a soup mix in the jar though and it's actual veggies you know they give you like a red it's like a bell pepper it's a trinity bell pepper okay. uh onion and celery and then and then like some other autumnal uh veggies i okay. think it's uh a sweet potato or a, a squash of some sort and it just it just sings on top of the chicken uh, I throw a little bit more uh, chicken stock in there to just add a little bit more liquid. Boost it up and a little bit. When you get home, dice, you know, a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper to taste, and some lime. Get that splash of acid at the end. Lime. Two limes. Oh, man, it's going to make you sing. It is the best <laughs> little chicken hack in the book. And we just did it the other night for for some friends. It, it went down without a hitch. Every year, it 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 delivers. Okay, I'll have to give that a shot. I really like slow cooker meals because they're one of those things you can prep before work and then leave it. That's right, and then go to work and come back. Um, 
I, I really like doing it where I leave it in the kitchen because then you get home and you pop the door open and it just hits you with the smell of that just ro- a roast or whatever you have in there. Oh my God. I love doing, there's a pepperoncini roast that I do with uh, pepperoncini, some ranch powder, and then basically just like a whole jar of pepperoncini juice and just with the roast and you let that cook all day and the acid and the pepperoncinis breaks down the fibers of the roast and then the, the pepperoncinis with um, some like au jus gravy. Oh God, it is like one of my favorite dinners. It takes 10 minutes to prep if that. It cooks for 10 hours in the slow cooker on low heat. I get home from work when I was working, get home from work and then pop the door open, break it up with some tongs and put it over a piece of bread. It's it's the best thing you can eat. Oh my gosh. Well, you know what, Sean? I'm telling you right now, we're going to do this and do it well. I'm going to I'm gonna write this recipe. I'm going to put it on our website. Yeah. So this, this is something that is a great hack. I, I've been doing it for about two years now. So I'm going to put this, I will take the initiative to put this out there and we will link it later on in a later episode. We're going to get these, these things that I've created in the kitchen up there for you guys. Cause it's something I'm passionate about. Sean's passionate about this. We're going to start a new trend here. Start the blogs rolling on the website. And if you haven't heard of our website, it's how to hobby podcast.com. Sean is always updating it, making sure. I think we just uh, we did some updates to the to the website. We added some YouTube content. Uh, we're, we've been talking about our social media. We know it's not. It hasn't been singing. It hasn't been like my slow cooked meal this last week. So we're gonna start getting back on the ball. All right, we we we're we're having a confidential here, listeners. We're gonna get back to it. We've heard you. You haven't said anything on it. So we know, <laughs> we know that it's not working. So uh, going into fall, we're going to take the initiative to get you guys more involved. And Sean, what are some of your fall traditions? My my fall traditions, I have one main one. It's kind of two. It involves pie. I am a huge pie fan. It is my favorite part of going into like October into November time. Usually October. I know it's not quite pie season, but I like to practice and make sure we're parbaking the crust correctly and oh. the mix is going to come because we kind of tweak it every year. All this right. year, we're going to try something different and try a gluten-free crust using gluten-free flour um, for some of our, our family and friends who are gluten intolerant. So um, we're going to try that this year, see if that changes the flavor. But to me, I like pecan pie more than pumpkin. Ah. The rest of my family likes pumpkin over pecan pie. So I've perfected my pecan. Everyone else has perfected their pumpkin. And we all kind of usually go head to head on like who we think makes the better one. I personally, I like pecan more. It just bugs me how much sugar is required to make pecan pie to give it. How much is it? Depending on the recipe, you're you're talking cups of sugar. Like it is, it is crazy how much sugar it takes. So it won't work. With the natural sweetness of the pecans? No, it won't. You've got to have that sugary crust on the top um, to give it that kind of like syrupy, sticky feel that you get with most pecan pies. And then the actual filling usually has a lot of sugar too. Um, but yeah, I I love pies and I'm I'm ready to start making those in this fall. That That's my big, that and football, I think I like my two main fall traditions. Oh man, I'm so, just football man it's oh it's i'm getting excited again sean well 
that's great. And I hope I dude, I want to hear about your Paul, your fall bake off because yes. I love pecans. I'm a nut guy. You know that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a big, I'm a big fan. I have my little bag. I don't think I've shared this with you, but I, I have nuts every single day at work. It's been a great way for me to get the slow burn going. Yep. It's a nice, it, it's, it fills you up, but it's a fat that releases the, it's nutrients and caloric, um, stability slowly and it's not an instantaneous peak to the uh to the um to the body what what am i looking for i'm looking for the the elbow connected to the arm bone anyway so it it works well for me yeah yeah it's slow burn i i like nuts too partially i like pecans i really like almonds we'll kind of touch a little bit more um some of our main talking points about nutrition and some of our hacks uh later in this episode but um, yeah, I'm a big nut guy too. So, uh, pecans, oh, I usually do spoiler. like a, a trail mix or anything like that. I'm also have a weak spot for chocolate. So if it's oh trail mix gosh, some chocolate yes. chunks in there, it's my favorite, but dark chocolate but yeah. chunks. Oh yeah. Well, without further ado, let's get into our main event tonight. We, we already told you what it is. This is the air travel breakdown episode. We're going to be breaking down some of the things that are, uh, little less the path less traveled this is not something that i've ever heard on a podcast so you're going to get it tonight with the how to hobby boys we've covered air travel and traveling in general in the past but tonight we're going in depth on everything that you have to deal with especially today in 2022 when you get on a plane and or when you're just getting ready to go to the airport there's a lot of prep involved and to do it well you might just need some of these tips so tonight we're going to cop we're going to we're going to drive you through our process when it comes to picking the right seat the the way to navigate the boarding group dilemma and navigating nutrition in the airport these are all things that are can be very difficult to do especially today in 2022 so we're going to start right off the top here with Sean economy versus pick your own and what I mean by pick your own is, are we going for that that upgrade or are we going for the straight cheap seat? And you know the one I'm talking about, listeners. Oh, yeah. It's the economy basic. You don't get anything. You barely even get a nut to go along. <laughs> <laughs> you, you definitely, you barely get a cushion. You, so for, <laughs> for me, it depends on the airline. So for example, in November, my brother... His girlfriend and I are actually going to be flying to stay with my grandparents in Arkansas for a week. And when we're flying out there, we have the choice of going any number of airlines out to Arkansas. We ended up going with Southwest, mainly because they were the cheapest. But, you know, Southwest is generally the most economy that I can think of. besides going like Spirit or Allegiant. Um, I think Southwest is usually the, the bottom. You're not getting great seats. It's first come, first serve. It depends on your boarding group. Um but for me, I've always gone down the path of it's based on the length of the flight and mm. the airline I'm flying. So, so, so tell me this, who are you not flying in 2022? I am. I in, bet you that that list, <laughs> the top is going to rise quick. <laughs> I'm never flying Allegiant Airlines again. Okay. Uh, I will 100% call them out. It was the single worst experience of my life trying to fly with them. Um, it was a six hour delay because they're the air, the airplane itself, the computer crashed 
and they had to reset the entire plane three times before they deemed it safe for us to fly across the country. Um, oh. And then flying back, our flights got canceled for 24 hours. So ah. never flying Allegiance again. I think it was one of the worst experiences. I generally fly Southwest or American or Alaska. Okay. They're kind of the three main I, I go for. Generally, I also book through Chase. So I they usually partner with America and Alaska. And then Southwest doesn't partner with Chase. So you have to book yeah. it yourself through like Expedia or just straight through the airline itself. But I so, generally economy seats all the way. If we're talking like an international flight, then then we are definitely going to be considering upgrading. You're going, you're going first class. I'm, I don't know first class. I'm definitely <laughs> focusing on legroom as a six foot two okay. dude with huge shoulders. I have to have some sort of room. If it's over like a six hour flight, that's why I need to start considering comforts. Okay. Other than that, I sleep most of the time I'm on a plane anyway. So I, I don't really care what economy versus first class. Well, and, and what is economy? I will say I, I get a little annoyed today because now it does seem like when you go economy, cheap seat and you don't get, and I mean the basic. Yeah. There's, there's two, there's even two tiers now of economy. There's the economy plus. That's you get to pick your seat. You yep. don't get more leg room, but you get to pick your seat. And for me, I think that's the one I need to go with. Uh, just judging by the the past experience I've had over the last five trips, uh, I would say about 75% of the time I've been in the back if I haven't been able to pick my seat. Mm -hmm. And it's been right by the restroom and there's a line and man, it is crazy how many times these people, the same people go to the bathroom. It's the <laughs> same five people and they rotate. Yep. They rotate back and they come and, and, and every time they like are right there in your face and you're like, yep, I'm here. This, this is my daughter and here's my son. And <laughs> Oh, Hey, how you doing? And they're just looking at you like, uh, uh, need to go. I'm like, dude, you've been like four times already. What's going on? You need I don't to have know, that. Man. You should see a doctor. <laughs> I know what it's you're only saying, a five hour flight, man. <laughs> I I know exactly what you're saying. I because I generally go for the bottom of the barrel tickets. I usually get stuck in the back, um, middle. The ba usually, I actually have been lucky. Okay, the last like four or five trips, I've actually been aisle or window. Um, and I prefer both. I, as a big guy, I think aisle is more comfortable, but you generally are running the risk of people needing to climb over you multiple times. If the people in your row happen to be those bathroom goers, um, the last flight I took was from Spokane, Washington, back to San Diego. It was only like a four and a half hour flight, four hour flight, something like that. And I picked a window, which I usually go against. It was amazing because I was able to lean against it. I slept for like three hours of the trip. I put in headphones and I just passed out. I was able to lean against the, the plane. The bulkhead. Um, the bulkhead. It was actually pretty awesome. So I might switch to doing aisle or switch to window seats moving forward. But nice. Especially when I'm flying by myself. It's also completely different when you're flying with a family and you need to make sure you can sit together with yeah. kids has to be a good spot for by that, myself. That bathroom access is key. Yes. Bathroom access is key for me by myself. I don't care. Just get me to where I'm trying to go. It's faster than driving. It's yeah. just give me the cheap ticket. Just, just get me there. I don't care. It, it, even if it's like six or seven hours, 
it's six or seven hours of my life that I'm uncomfortable for a little bit. And then I get to where I'm going. It, it doesn't. And then, and so, then you feel great. Yeah. I'm so not excited. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, well, I think that's important. And we've talked about this in the, in the past, you got to bring your patience when you're, when you're traveling period. I don't oh, care yes. whether it's, I mean, even in first class, nothing's perfect. Nothing ever goes to plan. Everybody at the end of the day is getting into the same cigar tube to hang out with each other for five hours. So in my mind, at this point in my life, I don't need the the extra leg room. Uh, most planes, I only fly at this point American or uh, Delta or Alaska. Okay. I will do Southwest as well. But like you said, they don't really come through Chase. as You have to transfer the points out if you want to use them. Yep. So not really doing that as much anymore. And honestly, every time I compare cheap tickets through the chase portal ultimate rewards versus southwest there's still more on southwest which i'm bummed about because as a family actually southwest is they're they're one of the best because mm-hmm. you get family boarding yep and and american they they don't even offer family boarding i was very disappointed they don't they actually don't you have to kind of like it's you have to force your way up there you just go up there and pretty much say hey i'm, I'm we're a family we're going on the plane and they're like oh okay yeah sounds good like, That's... yeah, I, I need time to get my <laughs> children in and not be like holding up the line. Yeah. So anyway, th- there's, and that, I think that actually kind of segues into our boarding group discussion tonight, which obviously there's, there's a lot of ways to crack this nut. I think, um, a lot of people go the credit card route loyalty to the, airline right and and there's two different ways sean and i've already talked about it we're chase loyalists so we like to book using use our chase sapphire preferred which is i think at this point our preferred travel card yep to then get the tickets in in the most effective way because you get one one and a quarter back uh when you book through ultimate rewards with your points so you're getting that quarter um uh, you know 25 percent more back when you, when you book through them and it's really convenient. So, um, you know, we're, we're huge on that. And for the most part, I don't know, Sean, I've been considering getting one airline, but the problem is I just don't know if I can pin myself to one airline. A hundred percent agree. 100% agree. I, because I generally go through chase or Expedia, like, because I don't have any tie to any airline, I just want to get to where I'm going for cheap. I don't care who I'm flying. If I were doing more of a consistent flight, like from here to Little Rock, Arkansas, and I know that it's a an American Airlines hub, mm-hmm. then I'll probably be like, okay, I'll do American because I know they have constant flights and they're more mm-hmm. affordable. But for me, anytime I fly, it's a new place almost every single time. And so yeah. I may get a Southwest credit card and then find out Southwest doesn't even fly into the airport that I'm going to be going to this year. So it's I have waste a hard that time. $95 annual fee. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I've stuck with Chase because I just don't have an airline that I'm committed to. I do know it can be hugely beneficial though, if you fly one airline with their credit card. Yes. Because you get crazy points for the miles that you're flying. That's what my grandma did. She flew for her job and she was on a plane, I don't know, every couple of weeks. And so she did the Southwest card because her company would pay for the flight. They would reimburse her for it. So she would pay for the flight with her credit card, get the points, and then her company reimbursed her for it. 
she was racking thousands and thousands of miles on her credit card. And to the point where she finally took vacation, she could travel anywhere in the world for free. Anywhere she wanted to go was just free flights all year long because she was racking up so many points. So it can be beneficial, but I just, I'm not tied to one airline. Well, and and that kind of leads to this exact topic as well, because you not only do you get bonus points for being loyal to that said airline, but you also get boarding group status. And this is where I think the chase is at a disadvantage. If Sean and I go and book a flight through Ultimate Rewards, yes, we have the pick of the litter. We can go Delta. We can go JetBlue. We can go Alaska. We can do any of their partnered airlines. And I think it's a list of at least seven or more deep mm-hmm. of, of decent airlines. And I don't, I refuse to, like you, go budget. I don't fly Spirit. I don't fly (laughs) any of these other smaller players. I don't even really like to fly United anymore, Mm -hmm. just based on some of the experiences I've had. But for the most part, Chase is a premier, uh, you know, they offer the premier of the the cream of the crop in my experience. And um, so not having, you get that, but you aren't able to get a boarding group status. And if you find yourself in later boarding groups and most today for let's take american for instance american airlines runs on a one one being first class and and kind of like their premier to and and then obviously military to 10 that's that's their boarding group limit and if you're just a regular old joe schmo like i am and you don't have a card you're not a frequent flyer with american airlines um then you get put into either boarding group seven or eight. Yep. Um, at If you get lucky, sometimes you can get six and or five is what I've seen. But boarding group seven is where I've found myself on average the most commonly over the last year. And I've, I've pretty much exclusively flown American over the last year. And now there are some things here that I still think you can glean if you are in the middle of the plane or back and so, so these are boarding group rows, or sorry, rows 20 through the back of the plane, or maybe even, I would say around 16. If you are in those and in boarding group 6 through 10, you're going to be okay. Uh, well, I would say 6 through 7, because I've been in 7. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, we've been between aisles 18 and 20. Three or further back. If you're further, if you're even further back, you're definitely getting some overhead space. Yep. And this is the key, right? Because we want to be able to put our luggage that we're bringing, our our one carry on, because we're efficient travelers, up in the overhead bin. So me and Sean can use that little bit of leg room that we do get yes. on the budget seat. So, so yes, because so we don't have to put everything underneath oh our feet. Gosh, and that's so it. Does suck the the benefit of being in a later group is you can potentially get your bag checked for free because if they check it at the gate they it's a free check for your bag but then you got to wait for baggage claim but then man. you got to wait for baggage claim and it really sucks so i've i faced both situations but yeah if you're towards the back of the plane and you're in a later group just know almost guaranteed you're going to have to check a carry-on because it's, unless right. it can fit in the seat it's, underneath you if you're eight or further you have you pretty much at this point Expect if it's a full flight and you're in boarding group eight or eight or later, expect to have to check it. So that's another thing, another tip we can give. Now I will say there is some gaming here, Sean. If you are in boarding group seven, 
there is a tendency for a lot of people I've noticed to not really be, if they know they have a later boarding group, they don't get up and get moving. Yep. What I have developed, I've developed this technique where I wait along the side. Me and, I, me and my wife are just so good at this. We wait right along the outskirts. And as soon as they, you can actually see it happening in real time. The boarding groups that are right in front of you, you end up, you can queue up right in behind them. Like every and, time. And, You'll, Every you'll time see, I do the yeah, same thing. You'll see everybody kind of fan back and they'll, they're all kind of waiting like, all right, well, who's going to go? Who's going to go first? And we always just push right on up. They're not going to say once you get to the end. And this is the thing. Travel with confidence. The, the flight attendant. Now, I have had this happen. Sometimes the flight attendants, if you're going too early, you got to be quick. You got to be a, a smart and efficient and you can't go too early because they'll send you back. Yep. They don't like it. If you're if if you're in boarding group seven, you're trying to go with boarding group five. That you'll upset them and they'll make you look like an idiot. That happened to me recently. I couldn't believe it. I was. She's like, "That's not a carry on." I was like, "Yes, it is. I I have nothing in here. <laughs> My bag was actually extended out." Anyway, she was giving me all this hard time, and you know what it was? It was because I guarantee you, it was because Allie had a like a boarding group ahead of me, and I was with her, mm. and so I was like, "What?" Anyway, that's been happening too. So if you do travel as a couple, be ready to get flexible because <laughs> they're not putting you together. They're not, I mean, Allie's flying. She's up like way ahead of me. She's, it's been weird, man. So be flexible, be patient. Um, Sean, let's talk about nutrition in the airport today because it's a little difficult. It is incredibly difficult because- you can only bring some prepackaged food with you. And that's generally what I do is I'll bring snack food. But let's say you're going to be doing multiple flights. You've got a layover for a couple of hours and it's, you know, you left at breakfast. You're not going to be home until like seven, eight o'clock at night. You've got to stop. You've got to get food somewhere. Um, there are so many options in most airports where it's everything from like Chick-fil-A to Taco Bell to McDonald's to all of like chili, uh, uh, chilies sometimes, or like pizza places. Um, I generally, because I have a very sensitive stomach, I will go for the things that are going to be the lowest dairy, the lowest and the lowest oil, because the yeah. last thing I want is to eat a greasy piece of pizza, get on a four hour flight and be that dude going back to the bathroom four times because my stomach's upset. I, well, and I, I think to your credit, that is a pretty common thing. Like people are not feeling good traveling yeah. in general because one, you're under stress. Your body is not really working at its peak. Like if you already struggle with a, like blood pressure issues and or things like circulation issues, which is pretty common today. Mm -hmm. yep. And then you go up to 10,000 feet or what? 30,000 feet. Even if it's pressurized, like your body's still not working to the best of it, like they're stressed, right? Yeah. 100%. And so I think they're, and, and also just people, it, it takes a while, I think for you to get your traveling legs underneath you and to be comfortable with what it is to be in the airport and nutrition. I'll tell you listeners dialing in the nutrition as well, not only when you're hobbying through physical activity, but traveling as well is so crucial to, to make taking your your fun level from, you know, a five to a 10. I mean, I really do sincerely believe that it's, and, and Sean, one thing, you know, I know you're getting into the nutrition side and you're trying out these different, different things. One of the things that I really do 
pretty consistently now with traveling is I just, I don't eat a ton mm -hmm. throughout the day. I yeah. really just, I kind of go in at like a fasted level because I feel so much better when I'm not stuffed with whatever. Like it, it's almost like when posed with a lot of bad options, I just go with the, the no option the no. <laughs> and know that with my nuts that are in my backpack, I'm going to be okay. Like I'm not going to die. I'm going to have water. I'm going to have the things that I need. Do you ever pack a sandwich? I haven't. I have not packed a sandwich. I usually do snacks. So I'll do a homemade trail mix with, I did some brucas when I flew up to Washington. Or I do almonds or, you know, just maybe even prepackaged trail mix. Maybe a, 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 maybe a little like cracker dessert. If I'm like, hey, you know, it's it's going to be a long day. I want like a nice little sugar pick me up maybe. So I'll get like the Belveda, the like kind of breakfast almost, snack. Yeah. Almost like graham cracker, cracker things. Um, that can be a good pick me up, but generally if I'm having to buy food there, I'll go for a sandwich. I'll go for something yeah. like a plain, almost plain Turkey sandwich because I can get the protein. I can get the carb boost, but I'm not worrying about the dairy, the oils, the, the, the price. I mean, it's so stupid expensive to buy food at an airport that you go and you get a, a small sandwich from the refrigerator section of one of the local stores there where yeah, they the sell magazines. Exactly. And you could get, you know, a decent sandwich for kind of still too much, but it's better than going and getting like $6 a $6 instead of yeah, four. Like a $9 slice of pizza or <laughs> whatever it is. Um, well, yeah. let me, let me just walk you through. I, I developed this one the last time I flew and it, dude, it worked out perfect. So I've been, I've been doing yogurt now in the morning as kind of like the easing my stomach into the day type of meal. Like it kind of uh, in yogurt, if it's actually whole milk, um, Greek yogurt, it has a mm -hmm. lot of good bacterium for your gut. Yep. And it, I've just noticed over time, it makes me feel better if I'm starting my day off with more wholesome ingredients instead of whether it's like oatmeal, we've talked about that in the past or something simple before I start introducing more complex um, carbohydrates or various things that <laughs> are unavoidable. Mm -hmm. So man, I'll tell you, I have saved money doing this and, um, and it's just been, I, I can't believe how much better I feel traveling. So let me tell you there, there's a couple different places that I'll, I'll talk about at the end that I do recommend if you're ever in these airports, but let me tell you my, my technique I've developed here. So on the way out, I have been a huge proponent. This is this is the thing that I've said about traveling is no matter what, if it's a road trip or if it's it's a hike or it's if as much as I can stay consistent to what my diet is throughout my regular routine life, mm -hmm. then I'm going to do better off. So I just decided, okay, well, I'm going to do the exact same stuff that I do when I'm, it's a regular day. That way my body doesn't feel as stressed about oh my gosh, everything's so new and I'm flying and I'm stressed out by the line and blah, 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 the list goes on. So what I'll do is I'll brown bag it. I will straight up in the morning, first thing, make a sandwich. Um, depending on like when lunch will hit, I'll, I'll just make uh, like a standard sandwich. And most of the time you're eating lunch within the next two hours or three hours anyway. So I don't yeah. have to worry about uh, it going bad or something like that. That's up to your own personal preference. If you want to be safe, you can do a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I don't know, but I 
pack the sandwich and I pack usually like a nut bar and some, some, like you're saying some almonds or, um, cashews or something that like I, I want to eat. Then from there, I know I've set up a good lunch. And then if I have the dreaded, uh Oh, got to go and get food later. I can, I can work it out. But on the way back, right, you don't always have the flexibility of having your kitchen to prep yep. food. So what I did this last time is, and I've done a number of my last three trips that I've done by myself or with just Allie, I've done this, but go to the kiosk and you kind of got to piece it together. So one prior to the flight day, I get nuts of some type, either okay. cashews, walnuts, almonds, or maybe even a combination of three. And I get little baggies. And I put them in there. I get ready. So that's the prep set setup. I grab that stuff. I keep it with me in my bag. It's nothing. It's like you don't even have to think about it. Don't have to worry about your luggage getting thrown away. <laughs> so then I go and I get a little yogurt from the kiosk and a fruit of some sort. Bananas work great. And then you get, you even get the plastic spoon from them. The, at this point, you have probably spent bananas are a dollar. Bananas and fruit are like still reasonable at the airport. A dollar banana and the and like a three dollar yogurt. You throw the banana, you cut the banana with their with their spoon, their own. You said, "Give me that." You take it from them. <laughs> you cut it up. On, I did this on the plane. This lady's talking to me. I'm cutting up on my banana, throwing it in my uh, little yogurt cup, and then you throw in the nuts. Maybe even have something else. I don't know, some chocolate you want to throw in there to spice it up a little bit. Man, I'm telling you. Dude, I'm getting hungry just listening to it, this. Well, I, well, I'm just, the satisfaction. I mean, I'm sitting on this plane and this lady's just talking to me. Oh, oh, oh. And I'm just like, I'm so hungry, right? Because when you're on your way to the airport, right, we're walking onto the plane. This is how, how quick it was. That's the other thing. This is efficient. You're not having to wait at the beckoning call of Joe's Burger or mm -hmm. Sam's Diner or whatever to get the grease all going for you. You literally can go in there, run and gun real quick. I mean, it's like, give me that banana. They're like, sweet, you know, dollar. Give me that yogurt, $3, sweet. Okay, I've spent $4 and you run to the plane. You're, you've got it in your hand. You don't need, it's all portable. It is the perfect combination, listeners. And I'm telling you, Sean, it has changed my, I mean, my, I felt so, I hadn't even eaten anything. And that's the other thing. I was like, it was so, it, it really hit the spot and it was so minimal. And, uh, that's, that's my little technique. That's my little trick tricks, tips and tricks. I've, uh, I've developed here. What yeah, do you think? I, I think it's absolutely brilliant. I'm, I'm kind of upset that I've never thought of doing anything similar to this in the past. I generally go for the food, like the classic foods, the sandwiches or one of the restaurants. I've never thought of doing the fruit and the yogurt as a light lunch or a light breakfast before a flight. That's annoyingly brilliant that I, I, I love it. I've never thought about that. Um, well, it's I'm, taken me 31 years to get here, my man. <laughs> I literally just started doing this. I think the end of last year, I was like, you know what? My bananas are pretty cheap. I'll just get a banana, get banana coffee. If you want to get coffee, you're like, Oh sweet. I got a couple more dollars for coffee all under $10. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And stuff is expensive out there now, man. It's like $9 for any one thing. Now, let me tell you, I promised you this. There are a couple places. If you are ever in an airport, I have had some of the, I had, I took a trip 
with our old company to go to uh, East Hartford to visit a customer. And uh, going through one of the airports, I forget which one it is exactly, but there is this place called Joe the Juice. Oh, baby, let me tell you, this place is, I am so grateful that finally they are implementing good nutrition. This is a juice shop in the airport. There's only so many around, but I'm hoping that they catch on because this place, you can get an unbelievable, I'm with you, Sean. If I have my choice, it's a, it's a good sandwich. And mm-hmm. this place had like legit panini sandwiches, hand-pressed, oh. avocado, arugula, t- real nice hand-cut uh, turkey breast. I was like, oh, and it was, and then, and then to top it off, I got like a celery, like, green juice at the at the end i mean my body was in 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 hog having a i was like this is an airport meal and it was all per diem. it was the best day of my life it was all per diem i was like oh yes this is this That's... is winning go to joe the juice if you're on per diem okay <laughs> i've got to try i've got to see if joe the juice we'll see if they're because i'm gonna have a layover in dallas and i think in denver when we go to to arkansas so i'll see if they have any there because we're doing er- really early morning flights and then getting there pretty late in the day so we're gonna have to get lunch uh at the the layover spot so i'll look to see if they have a joe the juice or something similar um there and they are just... sometimes there they are sometimes there but let me let me i just found it let me tell you about so the joe's club dude the avocado the spicy tuna this place i'm gonna throw it in the show notes sean so you can you can see this and, and listeners will put this, we'll put this in the, but I couldn't believe the quality of this stuff. So for instance, the club classic bread to chicken, tomato, vegan pesto avocado. I don't even know what vegan pesto is, but sounds good. My goodness. The Turkey, I think is what I got. Joe's classic bread, mozzarella, tomato, Turkey, and the vegan pesto. Now, again, this is <laughs> a nice, it's a ten dollar sandwich now, so we're uh we're moving up there. But again, if you if you're on work travel, which a lot of people do do work travel, go go for it, go live it up a little bit. Get a get a nice cup of Joe, and uh, enjoy it. The juices are what got me, man. I think I got the uh, like look at these Prince of Green cucumber, pineapple, ice, and lemon. The green sport, apple, pineapple, ice, cucumber. I mean, how good does that sound? It sounds really good for an airport because generally your options are pretty limited to like a Mickey D's, Chick-fil-A if it's not a Sunday, uh, a pizza place, a Chili's, like everything that's expensive, greasy, high sodium. I mean, you can't go to Chick-fil-A without spending like $20. Um it's crazy. And like you said, you're at the whim of Joe Schmo back there cooking and there's always lines and it's just, it's crazy. I, I hate buying food at airports. So I, I know, I know it, it is difficult and we're probably going way into the weeds at this point, but if you're listening this far, you know what? Thank you because we love you and we're, we want to just get excited about good things in life. This was something that made me extremely happy, Sean. I, I, I actually ate, I flew through this airport twice and I ate there both times. It was that good. I mean, I it was so good that I even felt like I could get a beer after and just enjoy the day. It was, you know, it didn't wasn't too heavy. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go get a beer. 
right That's here, awesome. right now. Don't do uh, that in airports. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I will admit, I did get a couple of margaritas when our flight got delayed by six hours. We were already. Oh in, yeah. Yes. Those in, are the worst. In bad mood, and you're like, I need a drink. I do. We paid like $18 a drink because it's the airport. But oh, at that see, point, that's what gets you, it, was, man. it was worth it because I know it was the only thing to keep us from not killing each other. But that was, yeah, that was a stressful, even, stressful day. Even beers. I mean, it's like $15 a beer in the airport. Yeah. I can't. Gosh. It's, it's like, you, it's a you're stuck. You've got nowhere else to go. Yeah, so they yeah, can make the prices of whatever they want. Uh, anyway, Sean, anything else to add for the listeners tonight? No, I I just want to reiterate that in, in all of the stuff that we talked about tonight, it's all the logistics. John's mentioned it a couple of times. Biggest piece of advice when you're doing traveling is to be patient and always be there early. No matter what you do, get to the airport early, get to wherever early so you can just relax, you get through security, you can just chill. I almost always get through security, end up having to sit at my gate for an hour and 15, hour and a half. But I would much rather sit there and listen to a podcast or read a book mm. than show up to the airport late and just stress trying to get through security, trying to, to get through yeah. everything. Just just be patient, get there early, relax. Travel days are stressful, especially if you're traveling with family, friends, loved ones, kids. It's stressful. Something is going to go wrong. Yeah, something don't... is going to happen. You just you got to take it in stride. And if your flight gets delayed, there's always a solution. I promise you. I know it's crazy. I've been stuck in airports overnight where I've had to to panic no. to try and find a hotel because there was nowhere to stay. Do I have to sleep in the airport? Like I've done that before by myself. It sucks. But at the same time, I survived. I made it through it. I'm here today to tell you about the story. So be patient, relax, have faith, everything will work out and you'll have a much better time. Don't don't be that like classic dad in the airport that's always pissed because everything's going wrong. Nobody wants to be with you. Nobody wants to see it. Nobody wants to hear it. So just 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 relax. Be at peace, my friends. This is an important, important way to close out the show. Wonderful as always, Sean. And I do agree. You have to be the early, early getter because you, you can you can flirt with disaster two or three times before disaster strikes, but at some point it it very well could. And you yeah. will be at the beckoning call of I've made mistakes about traveling. Everybody has, and it's never fun. I'll say that, uh, especially with regards to the important logistics. And I'll close out with this one. Always make sure you check, double check your name prior to getting to the airport, prior to the day of traveling. A name change on a ticket is not an issue prior to the day of travel. So double check your logistical information, make sure that you've got your documentation in order and you will fly well. Don't do what I did this year. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I, I would love for anybody who's had a disastrous airport or traveling experience, please send it to us, email or Instagram or anything. Go to the website, do the contact us page. Please, please send your stories in. I would love to share in that. I think we can always learn from our mistakes and other people's mistakes. I can't wait to hear more about John's story of the, the name change. I've had issues where like, I didn't realize that I was at the wrong terminal until it was too late. Um, I've been there. So I, I please send in your disaster stories. I'd love to hear them. That's a great point, Sean. We want to hear, we want to share and, and grow together. 
So if you have disasters, hey, if you have another place we missed, uh, the, I just want to throw this in there. It's the Minneapolis-St. Paul MSP airport that has the Joe the Juice that I went to. It's a beautiful airport. If you're ever there and you have a moment and you want to get something good, check them out. Um, we're going to link that in the show notes. But if we didn't feature a place that you found success with regards to keeping your nutrition in check when traveling, make sure to send us another line on that as well. And we hope you have an absolutely wonderful rest of your time. And until next time, take care. Thank you for listening to another episode of the How To Hobby Podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please give us a like and or follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks a lot and take care.